Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes, and I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. Do you want to know even more about those who labor among you? We'll talk about that and more. This is the Engaging Missions Show, episode 160 with Brian Ensminger of Engaging Missions. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Show, where we are bringing missions home. Here's your host, Brian Ensminger. All right, let's get started. Today, I'm really excited to have Scott McClelland with me again. This is, I think, his third or fourth time on the show, but if you've been with the show for a long time, you'll know that Actually, almost weekly, we hear from him with the Foundational Missions Leadership Moment as well. Now, today's going to be a little bit different, though, because we're turning the tables. I'm turning the show over to Scott, and he's going to interview me. So, Scott, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Brian. It's good to be back. I appreciate the opportunity to work with you guys, and, and it's, been a, it's been a real blessing. And, you know, it's also, I guess it feeds my mischievous side a little bit to get <laughs> you on the other side of the question. So, hopefully, that'll be a a chance for us to get some surprise answers out of you. Well, we might even have some surprise questions would be my guess. <laughs> we may yet. We may. Well, thanks thanks a lot for doing this. This is actually our second part I think in the in the kind of interview the interviewer segment. We made good I think we made good progress last time. Mhm. As we pushed through, we got through about 60% of our questions and so I'll have to be disciplined to stay on track here and not not go too uh, far, but thanks again for being willing to do this. I think it's a real blessing when, you know, the listeners can tune in and see a different side or maybe a more complete side of you, the person who's bringing the content and, you know, creating opportunity for so many wonderful people that you interview. I just, the podcast is a real encouragement. So I hope this will be maybe a little different, but, but equally valuable. Cool. Well, thanks. I appreciate the encouragement. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So we can, with that, we can jump right into our questions. Now, you know, I may revisit some of the ones from before, if time permits, just, okay. to, just to freshen that up. But, you know, one thing that, that was curious to me, you've got a lot of contact with missionaries. Uh, you got short, you got exposure to short-term people. There are long-term people that you interview. You're interviewing church planners, also people in the marketplace, and I think that gives you a unique perspective because it is a very well-rounded, you know, it's a well-rounded and really sort of fully informed perspective compared to those of us who are stuck in short-term work or people who are just in long-term work. <laughs> so that probably is also creates its own challenges. But I, I think it, it would be a, a blessing and hopefully we can mine that out of you a little bit. What that, how is that informing your perspective? So I think I asked you this last time. I don't know if we actually answered it, but Hmm. from your perspective, where do you see opportunities for improvement in the general missions effort 
that that the body of Christ is conducting. You know, it's interesting that you would ask that because I actually just finished reading a book that's focused on short-term missions, and I read it in preparation for an interview that I'll be recording in a few more days from now. And it kind of follows the when helping hurts, it kind of follows that up because one of the things that that book did for me was it helped me understand that just sending a paycheck or just sending money doesn't necessarily always fix a problem, but it kind of left me wondering, okay, well, what do I do next? And this particular book, it's called A A Smoldering Wick by Gina Thomas, and it takes the perspective of justice and it lays out how when we aren't in right relationship with the people that we're supposedly helping or supposedly working with, that it really creates an imbalance and it really creates some challenges. And I think that as as I look at missions and missions work, I think that we've done a really good job of trying to send and trying to go, but I don't feel like sometimes we've done a great job of staying connected. And I, I don't mean just not reading newsletter, not sending newsletters. I mean, staying deeply connected at a heart level. And what I would like to see, and I don't know if it's a deficiency or not, but what I would like to see growth in is that, that there would be a real deep heart connection with levels of accountability, levels of relationship, levels of caring about each other that grow and continue year after year after year, that it would be not not something that's a burden or something that's a challenge or something that's sort of added on to what we're already doing, but that it would be part of who we are. And I think that to to use uh, international missions as kind of the the guidepost for that on both sides of the pond. So if you think about the people being sent, that there would be that deep heartfelt connection between the sending churches and the sending people and the people that are sent and vice versa. That That's one of the things that I'd really like to see happen. And I think that that potentially works its way through the way we approach short-term missions, the way we approach church planting, the way we even share back and forth as we're in the marketplace. You know, for me, being in the marketplace doing what I do, I don't know that I've ever thought to send a note to a missionary and go, hey, this thing that you shared, I used this at work today, and this is what it did. And I think that would really help build that relationship. So that's that's one of the things I'd like to see grow. Wow. Great answer. And and I'm tracking right along with you. I think that also is something we observe a lot. i you know, been traveling in short-term missions for for some years now. And your your point there is is a direct hit, I think, in, in terms of what I've seen. So thanks for sharing that. That's incidentally, I know Gina and, uh, oh, cool. so that's, that's another conversation, but I, I'd, I'd love to have it at, at when we have time. So very cool. A smoldering wick, I think you called it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the name of the book. Just finished it yesterday, actually yesterday afternoon. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'll look forward to hearing her on the podcast. Gina's a friend of close friends of mine, and I actually got to spend some time with them when they were in the Monterey area of Mexico over, you know, I guess they've been been off the field for a couple of years now. So prior to that, Uh, very cool, very cool. So relationship, I think what you're saying is relationship, the, the, the depth and reality of relationship is an important factor for us to strengthen and enhance. And that that's super cool to me because, you know, I think the Lord really organizes his, he organizes his body around relationships mm. and task oriented people. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be all of us, I think, and to, to a great degree in the West, yeah. we, we, we tend to have a task orientation and you know, we're looking to check something off of our list. Okay, spend 15 minutes on this, 20 minutes on that, whatever. We're trying to get it all done. There's a lot coming at us. So that makes sense. But 
but I'm tracking with you and that that's a that's cool. Yeah, and you know, for for me in the position I'm in, I guess one of the challenges that I'm finding that I have is now at the time that we're recording this, I've published somewhere in the range of about 152 episodes. That's a lot of missionaries to stay connected with and I've had to kind of start looking at this and go, okay, well, there's no way for me to stay connected with all of them. So how, how do I determine who I invest my life and my money and my time with? It's not that I don't care about all of them, but I can't mm-hmm. be in right relationship with 150-ish people who live mm-hmm. all across the world. I just can't. True. It's not possible. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I think it has to do with the depth of relationship, right? I mean, you you can have some kind of relationship. You mm-hmm. obviously already do because you've had interaction with all those people and you've had spent some time with them and got to know them. But the depth of relationship that you're talking about is impossible at that kind of scope. Yeah. So I think the Lord's got to lead us in, in how to invest ourselves according to his will and grace. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I think he'll he'll make that clear to you. But the, the fact that you're asking that question, I think, is is an excellent, excellent. You know, I guess when we get started, sometimes our motivation is just, wow, we got to get out there and get going. <laughs> yeah. And then we look around and say, OK, we got going. You know, how do we how do we improve on it? Yeah. So with, with that, I'll, I'll, I've got another question on that basis. You know, you recently interviewed a guy, can't remember his name off the top, but he's the guy who talked about mentoring. And I, re- I listened oh, to yeah. that last week and I, I think he's in Florida. Yeah. Chris uh, Tress. I, yeah. I, and I, I tried to promote that and send the word out on that mm. because I, I recently listened to it. Powerful. Oh my goodness. Powerful, powerful guy. Yeah. You know? And, and what they're doing, such an encouragement. I would think, I know you've had a lot of interaction. You know, I remember the guy on the red box in Spain. I remember, yeah. you know, I remember so many of these guys and so many of these ladies. What I, I've recently listened again, to, or maybe it was for the first time, to our lady friend who's with Tony's ministry, ACCI or Adventive. Okay, yeah. Carol? Yeah, Carol. Or, was uh-huh. it Carol or was it Anne? Anne. Anne Heinrichs, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I caught that on, while I was driving. And what a special person. Yeah. I can imagine that your perspective is, it may be overload, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I can imagine that your perspective is getting well rounded out, you know, from a lot of experiences. And there are a lot of different emphases that these different ministries and missionaries have, but a lot of them have the same message. Mm -hmm. And I know that correlates in, in your mind. What kind of guidance would you give to someone who's considering starting a ministry, whether that's planning a church, a mission, or, or, you know, founding a nonprofit. Is there a couple of things off the top that you could say, hey, don't forget this. You do all those things, but what about, don't forget this, and maybe don't forget that. What do you, what do you think? You know, and this is probably going to sound like the, the typical Christian answer, but it takes me back to one of the very first guests I had on the show. His name was Sean Steckbeck. He's actually a friend of mine, he used to work for me at McDonald's many, many years ago. Now he's in Israel, planting churches, going all over east, the, the East and the Middle East, all of that kind of stuff. And he said that you know for several years he was a youth pastor and he got himself to the point where he was burned out. And it was because he was constantly trying and striving and working at all of this stuff, but he hadn't properly approached it from the perspective of Christ as the king, that all of this is worthwhile because God is worthy of it. And it's all in 
in response and obedience to who God is. So he was doing the right things out of the motivation that he had at the time. His heart was in the right place, but his perspective wasn't really right. And so, you know, as he worked through that and as God began to reveal some of this stuff to him, it shifted his perspective where now he starts off every day. And this is not a place that I've arrived to yet, but he starts off every day meditating on the fact that Christ is king and he deserves the worship of the nations. And so that would be kind of my encouragement is to find that. That also then takes me to Jacob Bach, who is, you referenced on the red mm-hmm. box, where he shared, you know, that for years he was having incredible success in his ministry, working off the gifts that God had given him, but he had to come to the place and it took a decade and a half or so, roughly half of the ministry that he's been through so far for him to get to the place where God said, okay, we've seen what you can do. Now let's see what you can do when you lay that stuff down and see what I can do. And Mm -hmm. that would be my encouragement. That's something that I'm continuing to try to work through myself as though I've achieved it, right? Is, (laughs) Is to make sure that Christ is in that right place in your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your home, in your business, in your work, in your ministry, in all of those places that Christ is in the right place and that everything that you do to the best of your ability as the Holy Spirit empowers you comes from that. That would be my encouragement. Absolutely. Great, great encouragement. And you mentioned, I mean, those guys that you referenced there, specifically Jacob, Mm. you know, that's, (laughs) that was challenging. And I think it, it, you know, that's the way the Lord intended it for for it to be. And I, I, <laughs> yeah, we need to, we need to be challenged like that. And I think, as you say, if we can steady ourselves or, or maybe aright ourselves from a perspective standpoint, you know, daily, then we, we can make progress, you know, toward these fronts. Like you say, we're make we're all in process and we're all making progress. So, uh, you know, I kind of look at that. I look at the Lord like an invading conqueror, right? And so he, when when I met him, he stuck a flag down in my heart, and and I yeah. think that he basically said, "I commit to taking over this entire life," <laughs> you know. But uh, in, in that, he's saying, you know, he doesn't get to every part all on the same day. I mean, perhaps we're surrendering ourselves to him, but but you know, at that same time, we're we're being conquered by the Lord. So that that's an awesome awesome example. On to the next question or two sure. here want to switch gears. I, I'm trying to think of the language you typically use. <laughs> <laughs> I want to switch gears here. And uh, no, I want to turn it a little bit to the personal side. And if we need to make room for breaks in here, you let, you let me know. Oh, we're we're good. We can, we can follow whatever flow you have. Okay, cool. So as a man also in his 40s, I think about this question a lot. It's kind of a personal question, hopefully not too much so. But, you know, I'm a person that's closing in on 50 here. And so I think about these things. I think about this kind of question. I reflect on it myself. What do you hope to do before you're 50? You know, it's interesting that you would ask that. Years ago, I I put together what I called sort of a bucket list. There were a few things that I wanted to accomplish that were experiences. I wanted to have a certain level of business and ministry success. Anymore, I don't know that I really have a good picture of that. What I want to do is be faithful with what God has given me and to be deeply connected to Christ and to his body. And I think that really doesn't depend so much on my age. You know, obviously I want to see my kids grow up and, and, and know the Lord from a young age, follow him with all their hearts, see them 
have families of their own that follow Christ, all of that kind of stuff. But I don't know that I have a specific goal that I'm going, you know what, before I'm 50, it would be great if I did this full time, or it would be great if I was able to travel the world or went on 50 or 60 mission trips or whatever, whatever that would be. I don't know that I have any of that. I'm you know, honestly, right now I'm so focused on just getting today done and then going on to the next day. I, I really haven't thought that far ahead recently. Very cool. Well, two things I would take away from that. Number one, clearly you're making progress. And number two, you sound like a man with small children. Oh, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord for his grace. You know, I think we, I think we do make progress and sometimes we are, we have different kinds of motivation in our life, but obviously that's part of what the Lord is purifying. A lot of success motivations that I've had over the years have been pruned back and, and changed, you know, and as I've changed as a person. So that's a good snapshot, I think, of, of progress that we're making in the Lord. And I appreciate you sharing that. Here's a, here's a curveball. Okay. What is the place you would least like to go on a a short-term mission? Don't tell me Italy. I I heard about Tony's efforts, but I I know it wouldn't be Italy, or at least I'm guessing. But there's some place in your mind you you envision, you might say, "Mm, that's the last place on my list. Yeah, there there are probably a a couple of different places that are sort of on the short list of places I would probably not choose to go. And, you know, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but I, I'd have a little bit of fear with the idea of going someplace like North Korea or Myanmar, someplace that I know is not only opposed to the gospel from from a cultural standpoint, but also there are some legal challenges. I, I don't know that I've got enough faith to walk into one of those places and, and actually bring anything of value. I know that Christ lives in me, but he's not really worked in me in that way. And so he would have to work me through that. The, the other thing that I'm kind of embarrassed to say is I don't really like hot weather. So even though I'm only a couple of hours, well, a few hours away from Mexico, it's not real high on my list either. I've spent a couple summers, you know, doing short-term things there. And, and man, God would have to talk to me before I went back, especially in the summer. Wow. Yeah. The, well, you must have been at the border of Mexico. Yeah. Right. You, right. Yeah. Uh, just south of McAllen. Yeah. Yeah. I've spent a fair amount of time at the border. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And but central Mexico, if I could just get you there, Brian, you, you, it's a it's a very temperate climate year round. There's about a 30 degree temperature window from 50 to 80, I'd say. Oh, wow. Because of the altitude and proximity to the equator, it, it is, you know, getting past it's kind of like no man's land there at the border. But you get past that border, you, you, you find greener pastures, if you will. Well, so to, to be fair, you would be on the short list of people I would consider going on a short-term trip with. So, oh, that, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'll double back with you on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's flip that question around. Tell me your, if you have a couple of top two places that you, you know, places that come to mind that you'd like to see. Maybe if it's not even a mission trip you'd like to experience. Maybe, maybe it's a place you've already been or, or someplace you aspire to go. You know, I think I shared this when I was talking with Alan a few months ago. One of the things that's really on my list that's not so much a place, it's an experience. My my parents are believers, and they've been involved now. My, my dad is just about at retirement age, so they've been involved in taking an RV around the U.S. from time to time and doing some short-term things a week here, a couple weeks there. When my kids are maybe a year or two older— at, 
I think I would like to do something that involves all three generations. And I don't know mm. exactly where that would be, probably somewhere in the U.S., but I, I want to be able to walk through this kind of experience and grow in it with my family with me. I don't want to so much be leading them because of where I've been, but because of where I think that we're going. And I believe that God is maybe not calling our family to full-time missions, although my wife did that for a couple of years. But I do think that some kind of missions work, whether it's here in the States or abroad, is probably going to be part of our lives as we can continue to figure out how to work that out and how to live it. Yeah, for sure. And I've appreciated, you know, you spent a good bit of time of engaging and involving family and ministry on, on the podcast. So I think, you know, that that probably is informed also your perspective in terms of how that's possible. To, oh, man. To, you know, it's very important. I mean, if a person doesn't take care of the spiritual, the physical, the natural, the you know emotional needs of their family. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know one thing I was thinking might be fun is, you know, if I could take enough time off during the summer when, when my daughter's out of school, I would love to be able to drive around and do something on location with a few of the guests that I've had. But I would need blocks of time because it's not like I can shoot out to Wisconsin in, in mm -hmm. a couple of days, right? I can't just hit South Florida, Wisconsin. You're in Texas. I've got some people in South Carolina. I mean, I could do some clusters, but I couldn't really do a broad breadth of that and, and still get back and have a job left when I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, well, the Lord give you give you give speed to your pace and and also give you some wisdom on how to get that done. Yeah, but I think that I, that's a great idea. I think we'd like to get on your on your forecast there, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I I think we're going to have the opportunity to bring a friend from Kenya over and do some stuff in the United States and Mexico. So I, I'll that would be next year. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, cool. So, so it's a type of experience, not may, maybe not necessarily a destination, and that sounds like it's based on relationships. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Getting back to your kind of central theme, I think we're seeing shape up for the for the time together here. Let me ask you this: If you could inter interview anyone on your show, who would it be? And maybe mix it up there a little for us. Think for just a second. I know I'm kind of throwing this on yeah. you here. But who would that be? Who would you ask to come on the show if you could ask anyone if they'd come on the show and take take a, take an hour with you on the mic? So, so I guess I have kind of two answers for that. Mm -hmm. One is because of the focus of the show, I've never really looked for big name people. I've had some people on the show that even at the time that I had them on the show, I didn't necessarily know. So people like David mm -hmm. Greeson and Steve Addison and Troy Cooper and, you know, my, my friend Scott McClelland. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> I, you know, I've had a number of people on the show who have large networks, large relationships with uh, groups of people who are seen as leaders. And I didn't necessarily know that when they were coming on the show. And I, on the one hand, it's a little bit embarrassing, but on the other hand, it really enables me to approach it from the perspective of, I'm just coming to another person whose life God has transformed, and I'm trying to see Christ in them. I don't have a lot of pre preconceptions. So on the one hand, it would just be whoever the next person is that Christ sends me. That said, you know, there are so many, I would love to sit down, these, these aren't missionaries, but I would love to sit down for an hour with John Piper or with yeah. Billy Graham or some of the people who are seen as leaders in the, in the American church. 
but that's not really ever been my focus. I'd probably get a lot more downloads for that episode, you know, if I could you know, publish something that says with Billy Graham or with John Piper. <laughs> and so from a strategic standpoint, that might be a good call, but that's never really been my focus. I've really always tried to go, okay, who have I interviewed? Who do they know that I, that they think would be a good fit for the show and just allow those relationships to grow based on who, who I know and who those people know. And so really for me, it's never been about a person. It's been about trying to find Christ in a person and, and find the things that God is sharing through them and just put those out there. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. I think you, I mean, one of the things that's really cool about that format is you're basically introducing people to, you know, the people who are listening as well as yourself. It's a fresh set of eyes to the experience. It's it's like a, the introduction that you're getting is the same one you're offering. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. I, I think also something that comes to mind with your answer there, you know, Jesus said, no man can come to me except the Father draw him. Mm-hmm. And basically what he's saying is I'm invisible to the natural perceptions. You, you can't look at me naturally and tell that I'm the Messiah. That has to be given to you by the Spirit. Mm. And I think there's something about that concept or reality that's inside of what you're doing, that you're you're looking to know and recognize someone by the Spirit, mm-hmm. not naturally, and someone who might al- already be known. So to me, that's really cool. I think it might be a part of the special recipe of what you're doing too, and why the grace of God is on it. So that's really cool. The Lord has to reveal himself through and in us if people are going to recognize us and natural, you know, the sort of the natural mechanisms are no help to us. And of course the word tells us, Mm -hmm. you know, know each other by the spirit, not by the flesh or not by the natural man. So that's a worthwhile endeavor. And, you know, I want to say thank you for that. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, it, it's really interesting that the many ways that God has put people together, because some people are able to dig through scriptures and they find places where God has hidden himself in the scriptures for them to pull him out. And those special people, those specific people often have revelation of those things. I think of John Piper as one of those kind of people who can spend some time thinking about the word and they're able to pull Christ out of them. It seems like I, I tend to, well, and before we get to me, some people see Christ all over the place in nature. And I, I think there's a certain amount of that in all of us, but some people mm-hmm. seem to have a special gift for that kind of thing. I like to just try and find Christ in people. Mm. Wow. Well, that's makes sense. It makes sense why he's giving you this format to do the, to do the digging then. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Very strategic, I'd say in that regard. And I don't know if that broke in on you one day or have you noticed that all along as to how you're doing this and, 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 and what makes sense to you or what comes naturally to your type of pursuit? Was that something you started with? You know, I, I think that it's kind of been how I've approached most of life. So drawing it out of people is just kind of the new challenge for me, but that's, that's kind of always the, the way my brain works. I tend to see patterns and connections and things like that. And, and so when I would look at nature, I would look for those patterns. And when I would look at books or the scriptures, I would look for those patterns. But right now it seems like the primary way that's happening is by hearing what people share and looking for those things and going, you know what, when they shared that, that made me think about this. And as that begins to build a cohesive whole, then maybe I don't get a sense of what God is sharing, but maybe as we're talking, they do, and they're able to share that. Mm, very cool. Very cool. Well, I, 
I think that, you know, I think what you're sharing there is probably going to be an inspiration and a real help to people, maybe specifically those who 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 follow the same approach, but maybe don't have words for it or maybe they are not that familiar or far along the road in that process. So, yeah, I think that's cool. I think we we can really when we find people who kind of tick like we do, it can re- it can really be an encouragement to us to realize, wow, I'm not the only one that does that. And I'm thankful and I'm comforted mm-hmm. by that. So very cool. Let's switch it over to a question on the technology front. OK. You know, technology is a big part of life these days. It's it's all around us. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, a lot of investment in technology and social media, you know, lots going on in that frontier. I think social media still probably is a frontier, mm-hmm. though there are some settlers that have, uh, you know, set up shop, if you will. If What kind of words of advice would you have for people in ministry or missions, people who are looking to have an impact on the nations with technology? I know you've, you've got a lot of, <laughs> you're working in technology every day. Yeah. You know, a lot of this stuff makes sense to you in ways it doesn't make sense to other people. And I think it puts you in a real position to give some some guidance, some advice. Obviously, we're talking generally here, mm-hmm. but what comes to mind? Well, I guess, you know, the, the first thing before I give any real advice about technology is just before you ever start thinking about that, make sure that your focus is on the message and the person of Christ. The The message, whatever it is that you're trying to communicate, is always the most important part. That's the part that needs to be the most right. Then you can start thinking about, well, how am I going to deliver this? And, you know, the, it's really easy to become overwhelmed with the the different types of technology that are available in the different formats. You know, on Twitter, I only have 140 characters. On Facebook, I can write a paragraph on a on a blog, I can write a few thousand words, I can do video. There are all different ways to deliver that message. So it's really about finding the intersection between the message that God's given you, the way that God has wired you to communicate that message, and then the medium that will take that to the people that God's leading you toward. So I realize that's kind of high level, and it's probably not all that helpful, but that's that's kind of the first piece is to go, okay, who am I and how has God wired me? So as an example, if somebody is a gifted public speaker and they're already say, um, a teaching pastor at a church or something like that, they might not want Mm -hmm. to look toward a written medium as their primary modality for communication. They might want to look toward video or toward audio to do that. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as the technology, you know, if you're good at technology, go for it. Most of this stuff is not that terribly difficult to learn. The tools are getting better and better all the time. What I Mm -hmm. do now, I couldn't have done five to 10 years ago with the tools that I have because the computers that we had wouldn't have run them anyway. So the the tools are constantly getting better and there are almost always, or there are more and more often now, there are basically one button approaches to things where if you have, as an example, if you have, if you want to launch a podcast and you want to be able to record, there's an app that you can basically do that with nothing but a mobile phone. And if you want to a microphone, that, that mm-hmm. technology is available. So it's just about going, okay, well, what's the way that I want to do this? And what's the most efficient way to deliver that? And if you have the skills to do it, or if you can find a solution, go for it. If not, maybe you can work with a team. You know, if you have a staff or you have a network of people, maybe there's somebody that's got those skills that wants to be part of what you're doing that can offer that to you, you know, for maybe for pay as an employee, maybe as a volunteer, but 
you know, leverage the people around you, especially within the kingdom of God. We're pretty good at developing those kinds of relationships, I think. So that that's something that you might consider is just, you know, finding somebody who's good at that and wants to do that. Let them do the part they're good at so that they can glorify God with that. And then you do the part that you're good at good at and actually be the body of Christ. Don't be the hand that says to the foot, you don't matter. Be the person who goes, okay, this is the part that I can do. You do the part that we can do. And together we're going to deliver this. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Very, very encouraging. I, I think I sense what might've been a highlight advertisement early in your comments <laughs> on there. These three things, you know, that, that was very well summarized. And, and I, I think there's, there's, you know, some bullet points that people can take away from that commentary that will help them to act, you know, that'll help them to get engaged and get, get moving. As you said, the content, you know, the message is the main thing. If Mm -hmm. you're still working on the message, you might not want to take it to the masses. You know, you want to, you want to sharpen your message in a way that is guaranteed to have impact for the gospel, you know, and Mm -hmm. obviously share the things that have already taken root in your life not just the last few things you've heard, (laughs) you know, so those are, those are some thoughts that come to my mind, but yeah, thanks for sharing that. I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's valid in ways that you, you yourself might not even imagine right now. So yeah, I can, I I foresee an advertisement, a little clip. If you want to see, you want to hear the next show, you know, here, here it is. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. Couple more questions on the personal front. What kind of resources are you hoping to add or do you feel like you're lacking at the moment in accomplishing what you're trying to accomplish? And specifically, I'm talking about with the Engaging Mission show. Sure. So there, there are so many opportunities right now. There are some, <laughs> as you know, right, you, you run a small business and you do short-term trips. So you know that with a small team, there's almost always something that falls through the cracks. So currently, everything that we have as far as engaging missions are things that technically I can do, although I may not be able to be the best person to do them. And I do have a couple of people that help me. So mm-hmm. Jeff Butterworth helps with the, with the audio editing. He's been doing a great job. We've been working together to make sure that everything's always you know, as good as possible. And he's really, really been helpful. He takes hours of work off my plate every week. Um, wow. And then Gabby Exley, who does the show notes, does a great job. She listens through, she, um, she, listens through, she'll take note of the questions and uh, quotes or scriptures that stand out to her. And she also takes timestamps for those things. And then I'm able to take all of that and turn that into the final product for the show notes and for the, the final editing of the show that Jeff does and put all that together. So I have that help. But in one of the more recent challenges, one of the more recent gaps is it's really hard for me to stay on top of the money. So I'm going, okay, how can I best approach the bookkeeping? I don't do a great job of mm-hmm. staying on top of social media. I have things scheduled to share, but I don't do mm-hmm. a great job of listening and interacting. So those, those are gaps there. I, I want to be able to continue to offer more. So I want to be able to offer services and training for missionaries or pastors or church planners who want to get their message out, whether it's connecting with their partners or connecting with their network or connecting with parishioners who simply can't get out of the house to hear a sermon. I, I want mm. to be able to provide those things. And right now I'm looking at it going, okay, how can I, how can I scale this up? If somebody wants this can I offer it with the resources I currently have? And if not, how can I approach this in such a way that the resources to offer it will most likely be available when they need that? Because some of these mm-hmm. kinds of things can take some time. And as right. you know, you know, you've been doing the 
the Foundational Missions Leadership Moment podcast for a while now. You record them in bulk and, and mm-hmm. you send them and we're able to take care of that. But you know that there's a certain amount of time that goes into just planning that before you ever start delivering it, before you ever hit can, hit record. And so, I, yeah. you know, there's, there's always all of these back office type things that take place that never see the light of day and that's fine. <laughs> but I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm able to offer something so that if somebody has a message that could encourage somebody or could pour into their lives and they need help that I, if I'm the right person to help them, that I just literally have the resources available to help them and still be a a husband and a father and, you know, involved Mm. in a local body and actually in relationship with friends and people around me, not just a hermit in a room with a computer. (laughs) Well, I, I can, I can relate to that for sure. Yeah. And I know what you're saying. You know, it kind of, Reminds me of the uh, of the analogy of the army, you know, yeah, a military analogy. How many people does it take to put one fighter on the field? And there, I think there are studies that reflect those ratios, but it's a number. It's not one to one. You know, it's not one person working in the background puts one soldier on the field. And I think that we can learn something from that. It takes it takes a number of people, you yeah. know, to put one soldier on the field. So yeah, that's 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 the question that I was hoping to answer and I've got I've got a question for you. I want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about how you guys helped us stand up the leadership moment and you know how how that idea formulated was very interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm super thankful to be honest with you that 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 came together. It wasn't something I think that either of us had in mind initially, Mm-mm. but I think it's really been a blessing. And I think you guys are, are are kind of readying yourself or preparing to make that kind of offering, you know, available to others as well. What can you tell us about that? Uh, about the the foundational missions leadership moment? No, no, no. About about your plans to to oh, make okay. that kind of service available to ministries and missions leaders and things of that nature. This is something you did a great job for us. We, of course, for those who aren't familiar, we do a leadership moment that's four or five. Started out trying to be a minute, I think. <laughs> a minute or two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it, it grew, but hopefully we're giving good content and being an encouragement. But, you know, you did a great job. We we, we kind of came up with that idea together, and it's been a real blessing to us and really helped us be an encouragement on a broader, broader scale. So I'm really thankful. I think you guys are planning to do some more of that with other ministries and, and that kind of thing. Is there what are your ideas there? What stage are you at? And if people are interested in that kind of thing who are listening, how would they get in touch with you or someone there who could tell them more? Sure. Well, I guess first off, this is something that I want to be able to start offering. It's actually something that I've been doing for my church for the past several years. I've been taking their sermons and just turning them into a podcast. And over the last couple of years, we've gotten better at that. We're getting higher quality recordings. We're getting higher quality production, you know, all of the different pieces that go into that. And then also for you, that was actually, <laughs> that was a surprise for me, right? We you were on the show, you said, hey, you might want to check out and consider doing something to kind of break up the segments of your show. And I said, that's a great idea. Would you like to produce one of those? And you said, sure. And so we just started producing it as an insert, as just kind of a segment break in the show, and it kind of turned into its own thing. And so then we were able to launch that, and I'm super happy to be able to do that for you and just get that out there. So you know, the the way that one works, I guess if people don't know, either of these, pretty much what happens is there's a file that comes to me, an audio file that comes by Dropbox. I do all the stuff that's related to getting the audio ready to go, pulling out some of the ums and shrinking it all together. Some, you know, pulling out long silences, applying 
music at the beginning and the end, some of that stuff. And then I'm able to go ahead and publish that. We upload the file to your file hosting service and some of that stuff. That's something that I would like to be able to start offering other people as well. I actually do have an offer together, but it really isn't based on a lot of research. So if you, if this is something that you're interested in, if you've got a show that you'd like to, uh, or maybe some sermons or something like that, that you'd like to get together, just shoot me an email to feedback at engagingmissions.com. And we'll talk about what it is that you need, because what I really want to do is make sure that you're getting what you need, not just something that somebody else is offering or something that I think would be a good idea, something that you actually need and something that you actually want. And we also, I'd also want to talk to you about what your goals are with it because building a podcast, it's a, it's a long, you know, this Scott, it's a long game. (laughs) It takes a while to get to where you're having some significant downloads and it can be really challenging. I remember the about six or seven weeks into my show, which was like, two and a half years ago now, I was like, okay, God, can I stop? And it was like, I felt like God told me no. And I was like, okay, well, I, I guess I'll keep going then. <laughs> and that's kind of how right, we ended up right. here. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's not really a fully formed idea in my mind yet, but that is something that I do want to be able to offer. And what I want to do is just start with the things I know that we can deliver on and then begin building from there to, to make sure that it continues to grow and meet the needs of people. And you know, currently I'm looking at audio podcasts, but video is also something that's potentially on my radar. Uh, that's actually something I've been thinking about talking to missions pastors about because, you know, it can be really difficult when you've got a missionary that's been overseas for two or three years and they come back to visit a church and they walk in and the usher says, hi, are you new here? Well, <laughs> if you put up videos every so often, maybe people would stay more connected to what's happening, would actually feel more enfranchised in the money that they're already giving. They're already supporting these missionaries through their giving to a, a local body. Maybe they would actually care more and maybe the ushers would, and I'm not, I'm not digging on ushers, but you know, maybe they would actually be recognized when they return to the church that sent them out a couple of years ago. Yeah, for real. I recently listened to one, you know, one of your podcasts that kind of, <laughs> oh, was you that, know, that, that, yeah. Was that, that the that one with episode. Anne? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and it, you know, it's, it's real uh, what you're saying. So I think that there's definitely a place for that to have an impact. And I know there are people who, who have the content, who have, like you say, the they have the gift to speak mm-hmm. or, or present or those kinds of things who don't have the tools or know-how or a combination of those pulled together. I think that'll be a real big addition and a real blessing for for those people who need that. And I think, you know, I can I can be a personal testimonial. It's been a huge blessing to foundational missions and to me, and I think to others as well. We've seen a variety of, you know, like you say, the long, we're walking the long road here to get the, I guess the listener base established or getting, mm-hmm. getting people familiar with and exposed to what we're doing there. But it's, it's working. And, and I'm Good. thankful. I'm one of those people who's thankful. You said, Lord, can I quit? And he said, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he said no, because we wouldn't be having this conversation had, had the, you know, your, your question went into the void. Yeah. So th- thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Brian, for that. Just a few more questions here. And I, I do appreciate your, your taking time. One of my main motivations in this was to give people on the other side of the audio a chance to get to know you more and get to get to maybe participate with you more fully. There may be some opportunity for people who have these kinds of skills or or have the ability to add to and enhance what you guys are doing who want to reach out to you and say, hey, look, I've got 
you know, I've got a graphical design background or, I, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm an audio engineer or, or I'm a, you know, social media guru, which <laughs> there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. But, you know, maybe there's somebody who's listening who wants to, to offer to participate in some way in terms of the overall product that you guys are producing would have the know-how, would have the capability and, and be looking for that kind of opportunity. So where should that person or the other person who's looking for this kind of offering to mm-hmm. enhance what they're doing, how would that person contact you? I think the easiest thing would be just just shoot an email to feedback at engagingmissions.com. That'll just come straight to me and just let me know what you want to talk about. And I'll be glad to set up some time to either chat with you over Skype or shoot an email or, you know, whatever works best for you. I will be honest, you know, it's, it's a little bit tough to get me during the normal business parts of the day because I do work full time, but Mm -hmm. you definitely want to, and and you know that Scott, because we've talked a couple of times on lunch hours and go, okay, I have this 15 (laughs) minutes right here. But uh, you know, that is, I I do my best to be as available as possible for everybody. Yeah. And I appreciate you. You, you've always worked hard to try to get together on my weird schedule as well. So I know we've been talking from car to car a time or two and a lot, lot going on, but yeah, I appreciate that. Appreciate that much. Yeah. Just a couple more questions here. And this one is not on the list of questions. Ready for a zinger? Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think about a co-host? I'm not volunteering. I'm just (laughs) wondering, what do you think? A lot of people who are doing podcasts these days have Mm -hmm. a co-host. Have you thought about having a co-host? And if so, what have you thought about it? Yeah, I have. It's something I thought about a, a little bit. Actually, I thought about it a lot, but not in the more in the sense of how would I make that work if that was the direction I wanted to go. And part of the challenge would be, okay, you know, who would be the co-host and how can I, how could we bring that person in? Would it be somebody who has to be remote or somebody that has to show up at my house at my weird recording schedule? Because as, as you know, Scott, I typically record late Monday nights, really early Tuesday mornings or Saturday afternoons. So it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to find somebody that's available at all of those times and to work those schedules right. out. But it's something that I've, I'm open to. In fact, I'd even had a friend that suggested that maybe instead of having a co-host, I could record a section, you know, re- record the show with somebody else on the line, but silent. And then at the end of the show, bring that person on and have an after show conversation with the guests where they could maybe ask some additional questions. And maybe that could be an additional download or something. So those are all things that I've been thinking through from a technology mm-hmm. standpoint. All of this is technically possible. It's just a matter of making sure that the, the technology is in place to make it happen and that it's technology that my guests can work with. Because mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's pretty easy. I'm pretty much just sitting in my house in Tennessee with a pretty good internet connection and a mixing board and some mm-hmm. other stuff, right? But right. when I'm talking with somebody who's in Oh, I can't remember the, the guest name. I had a guest who was in Thailand who had some challenges with their internet connection. So she had to flip over to a mobile phone. I have to make sure that I'm set up to be able to handle that and do right. a potential remote guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're doing a lot with the little and thank God for it. I mean, you've got, you, you're making the most of the opportunity, I think in a lot of ways, technically, but those challenges pop up. Sometimes they are difficult to overcome. That that your thought there and your idea about the about the afterglow yeah. you know, show, that's intriguing. I had not thought about that. And it's yeah, that's that to me is got me, you know, my wheels are turning <laughs> yeah. here. So thanks for sharing that. Sure. You know, I'm when I'm when I I was I've been thinking about it and I think I'm actually praying for you for in those efforts. You know, if you have a co-host need or desire or whatever enhancements some other people can bring to you by mm-hmm you know, adding their efforts 
and their interest, their attention, and their their heart really to what you're doing. I'm I'm praying that the Lord would add that to you in a way that He intends and in a way that you desire and mm. and can benefit from. And on the co-host front, I'm really not talking about. I mean, you we've all listened to a few podcasts, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of times the co-host is just there to throw softballs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here comes one underhand. Yeah. Oh, good head. You know, I'm not really talking about that, but I'm 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 asking the Lord for you guys, and you know, going on record here that the Lord would add to you and and add to your team and add to your efforts, and give you and provide for you for what He intends. I think you've done a lot with with the tools at hand, and you've worked hard. You've been very diligent to be available at the same time to be available to your family and at work and all that. And I know that's a real you know, there's a balancing act going on, and I want to thank you for for putting up with what I know that introduces <laughs> to all of us at times. So, well, thank that's, you. Uh, that's cool. So, if I get some great ideas, I'll let you know. Right now, I don't have any specifically, but I I, I think the Lord is. I think He's gonna He's gonna do something with what you guys are doing in a bigger and, and a way, not to not to make light of what's already happening. As as we are already said, we're thankful. Yeah, well, so, if, if God shows you something, or if, if you as a listener have heard something, please let me know, because I'm open. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I want this to, to offer everything that God intends it to. And if that involves something other than me, then I need to know what that is. Sure, sure. And I can imagine what, what the challenges would be. Like you say, you, you've got, you know, it's not like you're do you're not like you've got six hours a day in the big middle of the day where you're doing this, you're doing something else during that time as, as most, as most of us are, you know, yeah. we don't, we don't have a big, you know, a big soft spot window of when to record, but I know on Skype uh, or whatever recording format you choose, you can, the three way capabilities there. So you could, I mean, it would be possible to maybe occasionally have a co-host if someone was sitting in on their Skype connection somewhere else, mm-hmm. But as you say, you don't really personally want to saddle somebody else with your Monday night, Tuesday morning, Saturday afternoon yeah. <laughs> routine. So I can see how that'd be a challenge. But we, we, you know, together, the listeners and I are asking the Lord to add to you guys and, and enhance what you're doing. Your show's getting better and better. I appreciate your efforts. I know you've been very diligent. And as a listener over a while now, a couple yeah. of years, maybe. I don't know how long. How long have you been doing the show? It's about two and a half years. I'm on episode 153 next week as we're recording this. So that's, yeah, right at about a year and a half. Wow. See, that's I'm that's sorry, awesome. two, two and a half years. Yeah, two and a half, right. 150-some weekly episodes. Very, very cool. Well, I, I want to applaud your diligence, and I, I thank you for, for continuing on and, and getting over those hurdles and speed bumps. I think this show's gotten... It's gotten better and better. I know the Lord's going to add to you what what you need there to continue to enhance it and, you know, see that listenership and influence grow. So I want to say thank you again. Thank, thank you. you from from Foundational Missions. We're very appreciative for for your contribution and, and efforts and help to to get us to the point of where we have our own podcast now. You know, I was on I was in Christian radio a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems it seems like anyway. And I always felt like the Lord was going to do something else with that, you know. 
but I had no idea what it was. And, and you know, I, 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 you know, I felt like the Lord saying, you're going to be behind the mic again at some point. And I just said, oh, okay. <laughs> and I, how's that going to happen? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But this is that I think. Well, and, and it's certainly in a beginning sense. So thank you for helping the Lord fulfill a promise to me. And we hope that it's, you know, it's together with his grace and, and the collective effort is having an impact. So thank you for that. My pleasure. I got one more question, then I'm done. Okay. What were you hoping we would talk about that we didn't bring up? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know that I had really any expectations for this show, except to just connect with you and to kind of fill in some of the, the questions that you had asked. I didn't, I didn't have an agenda. I, I really no, didn't. I, I'm with you. Well, I, I know that there's, you know, we'll, Perhaps we'll have another time downrange here that we'll talk more. But I wanted to give people a chance, as I said, to get a kid, to get a view on you as a as a person, as a brother, you know, in a way that maybe the show itself didn't facilitate on a routine basis. I really want to also encourage you. You put a couple of messages up. I don't know. It was maybe a year ago. Oh, that probably you, Christmas, that, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that eight months, I guess, ago where you didn't have you didn't have your normal routine going. There was times when you shared at your church or somewhere else mm -hmm. and kind of talked about your life. And that was very meaningful to me. And I really enjoyed it. I really appreciated you doing that. And I, for one, want to say, you know, don't draw back as as that as you see those opportunities to to your you, what you did was powerful. And I know sometimes our, the power that the Lord enjoins with us in is invisible to us. You know, we're just we're saying, well, that was OK and maybe not great. <laughs> but, you know, that in terms of the way we see what we're doing. Mm -hmm. But that was powerful. And I want to encourage you to do that again. I mean, I would I would love to hear more from what the Lord's shown you. You know, I think you've got a lot of depth in your life and most depth, most depth comes from pain. <laughs> and I should have a lot, right? <laughs> You're a deep guy, you know. Yeah, I've got more depth than I maybe signed up for or thought I was signing up for uh, on the pain front. But thank God for what he's done in all of our lives. And thank God for what he's doing in our lives and taking us forward. I appreciate your your brotherhood and your partnership in these efforts. And I want to commend you and your efforts to anyone else who could who, who thinks that the Lord might be leading them to do something in the audio field with their content and looking for technical expertise to get that moving forward. So I'd see you having opportunity in a consulting space or also in the production space or, you know, wherever, wherever it is the Lord leads you. I just want to say thank you. And thanks again for taking time with me to run through some you know, rabbit trail questions here. <laughs> They're all over the place. Appreciate it much, Brian. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Here's a taste of what's coming up on the Engaging Mission Show. Everyone has relationship building skills. And again, life of right relationship, that's what short-term missions is really about, building relationships. And if that's, you know, that's kind of a harder thing to quantify, but hanging out with people and learning their their life and learning their lifestyle and getting to know them and building a long-term relationship with them that's what it's all about. And so I think every single person has that capability to do that. If you enjoyed that, you won't want to miss a single episode of the Engaging Mission Show. Subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher to have it delivered automatically. 
visit engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. That's engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. Thanks to Brian Ensminger for allowing us to turn the tables and to you for joining us. Show notes are available at engagingmissions.com slash Brian Ensminger too. Make sure you check out the show notes. They look great, and we keep working on ways to deliver even more value when you visit our show notes pages. Make sure you come back next week when we'll be hearing from Gina Thomas. She's written the book, A Smoldering Wick. We'll talk about her time in Mexico, as well as how we can make sure that our missions efforts are doing good instead of harm. Subscribe to the show by visiting engagingmissions.com slash subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you have feedback or suggestions for the show, please email them to feedback at engagingmissions.com. Thanks for listening to the Engaging Missions Show. You can find more great content like this along with show notes by visiting engagingmissions.com or by subscribing to the show in iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week.